It's that time of year. Cash the ticket. Jim Costa with Mike Valeni. We shift the focus from football to college hoops, getting us ready for the tournament where we're going to break down all the matchups and have an eye on some future plays too. Search Cash the Ticket on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hour number three to get right. We're Reg and KG on 105. Three of the fan, Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula. They scrapping. Rigo Mendoza holding it down for you here. (laughs) You're turning on. Leave it on, Stacey. Appreciate you joining us on Odyssey and the Odyssey app. Truckwreck.com, text line 877-881-1053. 877-881-1053 if you want to get in on the conversation. Also live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Dallas Fan Cam. And on YouTube at 105.3 The Fan. Uh, make sure you search that. Hit the subscribe button for all of our terrific content there as well. At Kevin Gray Sports, at Reg, at Atula Stars! Get the first goal of tonight's action in game number two. Rupe Hintz with the assist from Yoel Kiviranta gets the Stars a one nothing lead as we are four minutes into the first period. And already a penalty kill under the belt. In fact, the goal happened in the midst of a penalty kill. Just uh, got on out there on a breakaway, and uh, of course, Rupe Hintz slots it home. Stars trying to even their series with the Minnesota Wild up at one. At the AAC, Rupe Hintz, four minutes and 14 seconds into the first period, gets the shorthanded goal for your Dallas Stars. We'll keep you up to date on everything happening between the Wild and the Stars as the night goes on. It is a final in Memphis. Memphis making me look smart for Mm -hmm. game number two as the Memphis Grizzlies get the game to win over the Los Angeles Lakers. 103 to 93 to even up their best of seven at one. That's because the Lakers were horrendous from the three-point line tonight. Uh, They went seven of 26 from deep, just 41% from the field overall, despite the fact that LeBron James went off for 28 points and 12 rebounds, did not get much help from much anyone else, including... Uh, Austin Reeves, who, along with Rui Achimura, were the heroes in game number one. Grizzlies, 103-93, without the services of John Morant. All five starters in double figures for the Memphis Grizzlies, including Xavier Tillman. Sure. Who went 10 of 13 from the field for 22 points, and he also had 13 rebounds. I was going to say, that's the more important thing, right? (laughs) The size disparity between the Grizzlies and the Lakers was at least the way that I viewed this. Um, and not having the likes of Steven Adams and Brandon Clark, who was you know one of the reserve bigs, the most prominent reserve bigs, I thought was going to really wear on them as you look at the Lakers and the way that Anthony Davis has been playing of late and then the, the fact that they can bring in some guys off the bench like Rui Hachimura and stuff. And then, of course, just LeBron and the, what he brings to the paint when he's willing to do that. Uh, I thought that they were going to have some trouble. And having a great uh, night from Jaron Jackson getting nine boards and then Xavier Tillman being able to be in there as the other big as well, uh, it it, it makes a world of difference when you are capable of playing in the paint alongside the Lakers because then you can exploit the idea that they are not a great shooting team. I I did not anticipate that. So hats off to you, KG, and hats off to Xavier Tillman who had a fantastic game. So their best of seven series knotted up at one. Lakers now get the opportunity to go back to Los Angeles. The crypt. Uh, to try and get a couple of games in Los Angeles as we will see what the status of John Morant is going to look like for the remainder of the series as he's dealing with that right hand injury that he aggravated or re-aggravated, I should say, in game one. 
against the Lakers. That gets us into our latest conversation as it's been a fascinating round one so far of the NBA playoffs, including last night while we were getting the news about Draymond Green and his suspension for game number three for the Golden State Warriors as they take on the Sacramento Kings as that series moves to San Francisco at the Chase Center tomorrow night. The Suns woke up and remembered who they were, at least for the second half. Uh, really, it began late in the in the second quarter uh, as Devin Booker and company really turned things around to get themselves back into that game in the second quarter and then held on and handled their business throughout the rest of the game against the Los Angeles Clippers, where Devin Booker and Kevin Durant and company were fantastic to even up their series at one. Yeah, they definitely found uh, they found the button to hit, like right for them. Especially when it comes to those guys, they were working from the mid-range. But I, can I tell you what I felt was the most important stat on this night, KG? Kevin Durant, 44 minutes. Devin Booker, 45 minutes, right? Like, the lack of depth is going to, it's not just going to be a thing, it's going to be the thing. And I'm not even really just talking about this series, even though I am talking about this series. Um... I had talked about how I thought the Suns had a possibility just because those guys are really good, and they are. You can see that. But the idea that you're going to require those guys to give so much, how much do you think, or how how likely do you think it is that those guys can do that level of thing for a month? Because that's how long the playoffs is going to take, right? It's not just getting through, you know, getting through the Los Angeles Clippers. Then you have the next round and all these teams. We've seen good you know of of all of these other teams out here right so you'd have to go through two more series just to get to the right to play one of these teams in the east that we both think are the best in the league right now right I just this is going to be daunting for them and it might be like legacy building stuff if they're capable of achieving it and I'm I, I think it might be unreasonable to assume that also don't forget and we know this here a lot locally uh because we saw it happen last series or last year rather the Suns and the Suns coaching we believe them to be capable. Um, we saw them, to their own detriment, go against, the, go away from the stuff that helped them win games last last uh, last year. Because as much as you can give the Mavs credit for doing stuff, like uh, the Suns definitely found stuff and decided we're just not going to do that next game. Mm-hmm. And I found that to be absolutely abysmal. And then they end up losing that series in seven. And this feels like another one of those that if you if you trick a game or two off. By not going to what works and not, you know, not doing the right tactical thing. Kawhi Leonard, the way that he is playing and the way that he seems to play in all the playoffs, like he's just an incredible playoff performer, could take you out. Also, the Clippers managed to lose when Russell Westbrook gave you 9 of 16, 2 of 3 from deep, 8 of 8 from free throw line, 5 rebounds, 5 assists. Yeah, I mean, Russ doesn't need to be a featured scorer. But he was really good that game, yeah. and they managed to lose. That's so weird. Yeah, because the way the Clippers are going to win this series is that Kawhi is going to dominate and everyone else play off of him. The Eric Gordons, the Russell Westbrooks, everyone playing off of what Kawhi Leonard is able to do. I don't necessarily need Russ going out and getting 20, 25 points in a game in this series. That's nice if he's able to help supplement some of the scoring to go along with Kawhi. No, but Kawhi needs to be the driving force of why the Clippers win, you know, the series if they do. But it was interesting coming into game number two, part of the conversation from Monty Williams about Kevin Durant was getting him more opportunities and getting him into rhythm much earlier in the game. And you could tell that Phoenix tried to make a concerted effort to do so. And as the game went on, Devin Booker and everyone else was able to really feed off of Durant 
in that second quarter is where things really turned around as the Phoenix Suns got the win last night to even up their series uh, as that series also moves to Los Angeles. Have have you, I mean, through two or three games in these series, have you, has there been anything fundamental that you've seen? Because I mentioned the Phoenix Suns thing. That, I mean, I, a lot of people did see ahead of time. I just had, I guess I needed some level of convincing. Is there anything that you saw in the first round of these series that was like, oh, wow, okay, no, that I have learned a thing that has now changed my my view on these playoffs? Um, No, I think the one thing that has been confirmed and confirmed fairly quickly is that the Hawks don't need to be anywhere near the playoffs <laughs> uh, at this rate. And they, they've got a long ways to go, and they've got real decisions to make this offseason because the way that the Boston Celtics have looked through the first couple of games of this series, uh, they're not playing with their food. And Atlanta has found out the hard way when Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, Al Horford, who's been good so far as well, who make things you know real tough for a guy like Clint Capella. When they're on, Boston is very deep. And they run out the Malcolm Brogdons of the world. Derek White on occasion can get you four or five threes in a game. Marcus Smart, you know, former defensive player of the year. Like they've got a lot of guys. I know, I know you laugh when you say that because I, I don't know what you're talking about. I know it's okay because the idea of Marcus Smart again, Flower Mound's own Marcus Smart. No disrespect. Shout out. Um, but I, I get where you're going when it comes to guard play being uh, looked at as defensive players of the year. Um, but no, I think that's the only thing that's been confirmed solidly for me is that Atlanta has no business being in these playoffs as the stars. Two of them things. When did it happen? When did the goal happen? On the power That's play. That's what I'm talking about, baby. Tyler Sagan gets the second goal of the night for the Stars as they are now up two to nothing on the Minnesota Wild. From the 2 1 4, DeJounte Murray and Trey Young are a horrible match. Mm, uh, I don't know about a horrible match, but they're not, they're not a match, match made in heaven. And yeah. I think also just. Some there's definitely some criticisms to be had um, of the Atlanta Hawks team building. I think some of this is just uh, you are outmatched with a team that is really well constructed, uh, and I really do hate having to give more praise to Danny Ainge because he gets he annoys the ever living <laughs> you know what out of me. However, he be building he be built the heck out of that team. I mean, you give him credit for that. Uh, also, last night, Cavaliers one hundred seven Knicks ninety. Hey man, it's a different a different team when Darius Garland is out here balling, because you know for the most part what you're gonna get from you know Donovan Mitchell on a night to night basis, you know Evan Mobley, Jared Allen, big men in the middle there, but Garland kind of flips this whole thing up and he was sensational last night. That to me is a series that I can see going the full seven games. Will not be shocked if Knicks Cavs go the full seven games. Yeah, I think that's where I was for a while, especially because the tough thing for me is that Cleveland is a team where you knew the defense was going to be capable, but the problem is your offense comes from such limited places. But did you see what they were doing last night? I actually didn't really get a good chance to put an eye on it. So it reminded, it'll remind you about how the Clippers, what they did to Jalen Brunson. Oh. Yeah, they they started getting him involved in pick and roll situations. 
They started exploding. They were doing Mitchell um, Garland pick and roll. Yeah, man. The the thing about that is that's real boomer bust because if that gets open, you get either Mitchell or Garland in space where both of them can shoot, both of them can get downhill. And apparently, Darius Garland can boom on folks. I didn't know that. <laughs> um, yep. so, hey, man, you only what six foot. How you dunking on folks like this? But anyways, um, that's neither here nor there. The thing that's tough about that is the bust portion of that is if you if you run a screen and roll with those two and they cover it. Where you go? Like, there's nowhere else to go. That's your, that's all your offense right there. And so that's the thing that scares me is because in the playoffs, again, it's what it's not about what you can do. It's about what you can't do. Mm-hmm. And if if they don't give a damn about Isaac Okoro over there, and it, they don't believe he can score, they don't believe Jetty Osmond is going to scare them. They definitely ain't worried about Evan Mobley and Jared Allen, right? Like, I mean, the, Jared Allen can be a good screen and roller. Sure, sure. But like my idea, my point being, like anybody off ball, particularly your wings off ball, mm-hmm. if they're not going to carry care about those guys, they can really focus three, four defenders on those guys and really make it difficult for you. Whereas Jalen Brunson on the other end and Julius Randle on the other end, they're not going to have those same exact issues. And now you're in a tough, uh, you're having a tough uh, time trying to keep up pace on scoring. So I think scoring is going to be what's tough for the Cleveland Cavaliers. If they could find a way, if J.B. Bickerstaffs can find a way to scheme that scoring, that's when it's going to be good for them because the defense, the, those guys that they have there could be really good as long as Julius Randle don't decide to put his uh, shoulder in somebody's chest and then they don't really have much of a chance anyways. I think that is one adjustment though Cleveland can make in this series because Jalen Brunson is the facilitator of everything offense for the New York Knicks. How much harder can you make him work on the defensive end so that by the time he's back on the offensive end, you're wearing him out as the game goes on. So involving him in pick and roll situations and making him getting involved on the defensive end could bode well for the Cavaliers in the way that they want to try to slow down Jalen Brunson and his ability to not only create for himself, but create for his teammates as well uh, when facilitating offense for the, the New York Knicks. As we look ahead real quick to the rest of tonight's game, tonight's games, uh, the Milwaukee Bucks are absolutely dog walking the Miami Heat without Giannis. Yeah, Miami allowed the Bucks to score 81 points in the first half. It is 81-55 at the end of the first half. Drew Holiday, 21 points in the first half. He's been doing that all season. Like I think that that was the benefit uh, for the Bucks. Was it's kind of weird to say having your second best player miss a significant amount of time was a benefit, but in a way. The 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 silver lining of Chris Middleton missing extended time is that while Drew Holiday had been your third best player that could kind of just focus on defense and put you know add in every once in a while, he was forced when Chris Middleton wasn't there to step up to second uh second best player responsibility, go back to more of his point guard roots and being on ball, having to go score. And so he this year he got Re- reacclimated with being a primary scorer and scoring, you know, in in instances where it's not just set up for you, right? And so now you have Giannis go down, and he has to step back into that role, and he's been he's been doing that more recently. He has that familiarity, and that I think that's part of what makes him capable of being able to drop that. What'd you say, twenty one? Yeah, twenty one in the first half. Hey, can you do something for me? And it's early on right now in Denver, nine to nine, early on in the first quarter, there. It's to get right for Reggie KG right here on 105 through the fan. Coming up next, Tyler Batiste of The Athletic covering all things for the NBA joins us next year on 105 through the fan.
The upcoming segment of The Fan is brought to you by Frankel & Frankel. There's a reason you need a special license to drive a big truck, so companies that hire drivers and put them in a big truck should be held accountable for what happens when one hurts you. Frankly, you need Frankel & Frankel. The consultation is always free. Visit truckrec.com. So get right. Reggie KG on 105.3 The Fan. Kevin Gray, Reginald Attitude. That's right. Regal Mendoza. It's a vibe. On this Wednesday, and I really appreciate you joining us on Odyssey and the Odyssey app, the truckwreck.com text line, 877-881-1053. We're also live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Dallas Fan Cam and on YouTube. Search 105.3 The Fan on YouTube and hit the subscribe button while you are there to check out all of our great content. Coming up here in 18 minutes, we'll go inside the gray area where, of course, there is... No gray area here on this Wednesday night. Right now, though, we go to the Diamond Factory Hotline to talk some more NBA playoffs as we are in the middle of round one. Lakers falling to the Grizzlies tonight in game two of their series. The Miami Heat are allowing the Milwaukee Bucks to crush them in Milwaukee, and we are underway in Denver between the Denver Nuggets and the Minnesota Timberwolves. You can find him on Twitter at Ty Batiste, he is the NBA managing editor for the Athletic Proud LSU Tiger. Tyler Batiste joining us here on the Get Right. Tyler, what's going on? I'm doing all right. How are you? Doing well. Appreciate you taking the time with us on this Wednesday night. Oh, no problem. No problem. So, Tyler, we were just talking about the first round of the NBA playoffs, and you know, I was mentioning how the the notion of KD and Booker was one of those things, was like the thing in the first round thus far that has been really uh, illuminating and that has kind of changed my view on the way that these series are going. Has there been anything in the first round, the first couple of games of these series that has really just caught your eye and made you think a little bit or rethink, I guess, the way that you view these series? Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll keep it in that series. I I, kind of came into the playoffs thinking that the Clippers didn't have a chance against Phoenix without Paul George if Phoenix was kind of clicking on all cylinders with Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. But um, I sort of forgot, and I, I think a lot of people out there might have forgotten how good Kawhi Leonard is when he is healthy or even near healthy. And I think we've seen a pretty close to healthy Kawhi Leonard over the first couple of games, 38 points in game one, um, played well in game two and, and kind of kept the Clippers um, ahead in that first half until kind of uh, Devin Booker and the Suns uh, tied it up at halftime and then eventually pulled away. So, um, the fact that that series is 1-1, I came into it thinking that Phoenix was going to you know, probably beat them in five or six now. Um, wouldn't really surprise me if the Clippers, if they continue to play like they have, Russell Westbrook getting the three-point shooting that they've gotten, um, you know, kind of advance and, and get to the next round, um, certainly possible. And then you get Paul George back and anything can happen then. Tyler, as you've watched some of these games so far through the first few games of each of these series, is it anything that surprised you in any of the series, whether it be in the East or the West, that you did not expect so far through the first two or three games of these series? Um, I think just how dominant Boston was um, or has been against Atlanta in the first two games. I don't think a lot of people were picking the Hawks to necessarily win that series, especially because the Celtics were, you know, the best team in the NBA for a large part of the season. But the fact that they've just been dominant at home, Jason Tatum has been playing well. Derek White has been showing why he, you know, could start for a large number of teams in the league, but he's, you know, the fifth or the sixth or seventh guy off Boston's, uh, in Boston's rotation. I think the fact that they've been so dominant and that last game, game two, um, 
was a lot more dominant than the score indicated at the end. Um, so the, the fact that Boston's kind of just been so dominant, and then you look at the rest of the, the Eastern Conference with Giannis being out, obviously they're, they're, they're crushing the heat now, but you don't know what the Giannis situation is going to be. Um, with the Sixers, uh, Joel Embiid is playing well, but James Harden hasn't taken a free throw in the first two games. you got to like the pass, uh, the way that it's kind of carving out for Boston. So if they continue to kind of be dominant in Atlanta, which I expect, um, Atlanta might steal the game, but I don't really see this one going you know, past five. Um, uh, that's been really surprising to me, just how good the Celtics have been. So your cohort, uh, Sham Sharani, uh, was a was able to report about um, the injury that John Morant suffered to his hand. And I look at this team, and I, it's just it's so young, but also they re- rely so much on him, you think, even though, as KG mentioned, they've played well without him. But I, I don't know how well you can expect them to play without him and also uh, without Steven Adams, and also without Brandon Clark. Like, obviously, I don't, I don't think this is going to be an injury that keeps him out forever, but if he has to miss a certain level of time, an extended amount of time, how far is this team capable of going? You know, uh, like you said, I don't think it's I, th- I don't think they can go that far without their superstar, and, and they have played well without him. I think last season they were 20-5, and five, if I'm not mistaken, without John Morant. They played well without him this season when he was – um, suspended for the the situation that occurred in Denver. Um, it's it's one thing to play well without a superstar. It's another thing to ask a team to go deep into the playoffs without its its obvious best player. I don't think any team wants to be in that situation, and I would imagine that the Grizzlies feel that way as well. They know that they can survive without Morant, uh, but can they thrive without him is a, is a completely different question. They beat the Lakers tonight. I don't think they can anticipate. Going forward, Xavier Tillman getting 20 and 10, and Anthony Davis um, kind of having an off night like he did tonight. That's something that's gonna. Um, that's that's probably more the exception than the rule um, going against a team like the Lakers. So uh, I don't think they can get particularly far if John Morant is not healthy. I think it's probably going to be more of a pain tolerance thing when he can get out there and 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 handle the pain um, that is inevitably going to happen. Then he'll be back out there with his team. Um, I would imagine that's going to happen sooner rather than later because we know that, you know, he's a warrior and he's somebody who wants to be out there and compete. Okay, so along those lines, right, because you mentioned the idea of pain tolerance, but one of the things about John Morant is he just kind of plays with reckless abandon. All these all these right. jumpers, and I realize as I've gotten a little bit older, I'm not trying to say that I'm old, but as I'm a little bit older, I went from reacting when those dudes went up to like, oh my goodness, look at this jump, to, ooh, I hope you land soft. And now yeah. I think that we're seeing some of the downside of the jump, jumping reckless abandon. Like, where does his game go? Because I do think that at some point you have to mature and realize, yeah, this jumper with reckless abandon can't be your whole thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, first off, I think feeling that feeling is is a sign of a, a little bit of experience. I won't say old. Thank it's you. Experience because I feel you. the same way. I'm I'm like <laughs> I'm worried about the I'm worried about the landing more than the takeoff at this point. <laughs> uh, but I mean, I think if you look at John Morant, uh, you know, he's still young. I think a lot of people forget that he's so so young that there's a there's a ton of time for his game to mature um, out of necessity and out of obvious want. If there's certain areas of his game that he wants to improve upon. Uh, and there have been cases in the past of, of guys who, you know, maybe lose that explosive ability and sort of have to adjust um, how they play the game. A lot of it has been out of necessity. Uh, you know, you come, you think of Derrick Rose who had that, that catastrophic injury back in, in 2012 and um, the way he played and got to the rim and, and exploded, uh, you know, when the paint was a lot like John Morant does. And then later on in his career, you know, Derrick Rose was putting up 17, 18 a game in Detroit and Minnesota, largely as sort of a, a mid-range threat and a, a three-point shooter. So looking down the road, is that something that John Morant 
is going to be able to develop. Obviously, he can hit a three every now and then, but defenses sort of play off of him and, and a lot of times let him live with that shot. Um, there's a lot of different off-seasons, a lot more off-seasons to come. Maybe that's something that, that that jump shot gets a little bit more respectable, and then that adds a whole other dimension to his game. And if he adds that while he can still explode and get to the rim like the way he can now, even at 80%, that's going to unlock him and take him to, to a, an even higher level, I think. Tyler Batiste, NBA Managing Editor for The Athletic, joining us here on the Get Right with Reggie KG on 105 through the fan. We'll get to a little bit of wrestling here in a little bit because I what? see my man is a, <laughs> a pro wrestling fan, much like much like myself. Yeah, we're, Tyler, you're going to have a lot of fun with KG here. Mm-hmm, in, here in a little bit. We're, we're <laughs> I, gonna, can't, we're, I can't wait. Yeah, we're going to handle some business first before we get to that for sure. Um, favorite series so far as we are early on in these uh, NBA playoffs, favorite series that you've enjoyed watching thus far? Man, I'll, I'll go back to the one you mentioned earlier, Clippers' sons. Um, you know, Kyrie. Uh, I'm sorry, not Kyrie. We'll talk about. Think wow, you trying to wow. you trying to send our guy to Phoenix already? That's oh, crazy. Wow. No, the Kays, wow. man. The Kays, the Kays messed me up, man. Kevin and Kawhi, <laughs> Kevin Durant, Kawhi Leonard. Uh, when you really think about uh, kind of the heights that those guys have had over the past decade, there haven't been a ton of series where they've kind of both been you know, clicking on all cylinders. You think about the 2019 finals, Kevin Durant got injured midway through that. Um, a lot of series, you know, with, with the Spurs and the Thunder back in the day, um, you know, these guys weren't back then what they are now. It's fun to see them go at each other, and you got a real glimpse of it at the end of game one where they were defending each other. They were going hard, man, and, and I think both of those guys probably have a little bit to prove. Kawhi Leonard, you know, wanting to prove that, this kind of uh, load management and this kind of uh, manage, managing his play and his style that he's done over the past year plus is is going to be beneficial in the end. And I think Kevin Durant really wants to prove that, hey, I can, you know, I can win a championship and, and get to the promised land without Steph Curry and the Warriors. Um, that's something that obviously didn't happen in Brooklyn. He's on another, you know, what you might, might want to call a super team here in, in Phoenix, but um, the fact that he wants to kind of be the guy on the team without, you know, again, uh, maybe the best shooter of all time, two of the best shooters of all time surrounding him. Um, I'm sure he's got a little bit of a, a chip on his shoulder and both of those guys um, want to do well. I think the window, though, is a little bit more wide open for, for Phoenix than it is the Clippers. So maybe maybe that uh, that chip is a little bit larger with Kawhi. I'm surprised when we talk about, you know, series that you didn't bring up Kings Warriors because that one has been really fun. And Warrior, the Warriors, you know, being the experienced team go down mm-hmm. 0-2, although, like, this is just the road games. And obviously we could talk about their road record in the regular season. But it seems right. like the, the, the Kings have done the thing that they're supposed to do, which is be the energetic young team. Do they do the Kings have like a counter? Because I imagine the Warriors will counter with something or are they just going to out hustle, out muscle the, you know, the Golden State Warriors here? Yeah, I mean, I think the the, the Kings, you know, uh, you know, counter might just be Mike Brown. I mean, the the guy who's leading them, the brand new coach of the year, has won three wings with that team. You know, he knows the Warriors better than anybody outside of the Bay Area and in that organization. Um, so I think having him is is going to be at some point in this series, maybe you know, kind of breaks a tie in terms of of of, of the coaching situation or or whatever they're trying to accomplish. I think reason I didn't mention that is I think that that series a lot of people were talking about the Warriors just kind of um, getting a good matchup and 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 I didn't feel that way I think the fact that the Kings held serve at home um, and 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 largely you know it did what was expected he talked about you go up 0-2 at home or 2-0 at home now you got to go on the road and 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 win a couple um, the Warriors have shot relatively well in that series um, we had a column earlier today from our, our John Hollinger that kind of talked about the possession battle 
and the fact that the Warriors have really outshot the Kings, but because of turnovers and offensive rebounding, the, the Kings are getting, you know, 10 more possessions a game, and that's really been the difference. So um, after game three, I know it's weird to, to, to kind of say I'm going to be interested if the Warriors go down 0-3, but um, obviously I think that's one that everybody's been, been interested in. And, and uh, for basketball fans, I hope it goes seven games because it's been fun. All right, enough of the uh, the basketball stuff, serious <laughs> and all the serious stuff. I only have wait, a- wait, wait, one more, one more, real quick basketball thing. All right, uh, are we are we like just not paying attention to the Nuggets? Like, are we just being unfair <laughs> to the Nuggets because they are the number one seed and they they seem to be largely handling their business with the Timberwolves? No respect for them. Are we just d- disrespecting <laughs> them right now? No, I mean a little yes and no. Maybe I mean they are the number one seed, um, as you as you talked about. I think. Um, they're probably a better team than they were a couple of years ago when Jamal Murray and, and Michael Porter were, um, were, were, you know, kind of healthy and playing. I'm not going to say probably, they definitely are. I think they, their bench, their bench is really good. And I think that if they end up matched up with Phoenix, I think that that might be something that kind of gives them the edge, right? Phoenix's bench for as strong as Kevin Durant and Devin Booker and Chris Paul are their bench um, is something, uh, leaves something to be desired. I'll say, I mean, you saw the rotations in game one, Monty Williams played a whole different crop of guys in game two, and it ended up working out. But, you know, they don't have that set sixth man, set seventh man, set eighth man that that Denver might have. So I think, uh, you know, a lot of people might be disrespecting them, and it might be something that they, you know, they, they take pride in and they, they want to they wanna go out there and prove something to everybody else. They, they might like being out of the limelight. It kind of fits the personality from Nikola Jokic in a lot of ways. You know, he's not he's not somebody who's out there talking about, uh, you know how good he is, and all this other stuff. I think they kind of they kind of mirror their leader, and you know who knows it could end with them, uh, you know, hoisting the trophy in a couple months here. All right, Tyler. Before we let you go, I only have it's it's a one and a half question. It's, it's kind of a two part <laughs> right, question. Right, okay, right. okay. So part one, was it the right call for Roman Reigns <laughs> to go over Cody Rose at WrestleMania goes Hollywood? And two, why did we have to introduce Brock Lesnar to all this? Uh, I do think it was as shocked as I was. I do think it was the right call because I think you gotta um, you gotta make Cody uh, work for it a little bit. And I think once he has the title, a lot of people are gonna think, okay, now what? And I think if you watch TV the past couple weeks, the crowd's still behind him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think the titles, I think it's gonna happen eventually, maybe at SummerSlam or something. Um, okay. In terms of Brock Lesnar. I mean, money, man. Like it's a match that hasn't <laughs> happened before. Like I'm sure Brock Brock was like, "Hey, I I could, I see I see dollar signs when I look at that American Nightmare tattoo." Uh, <laughs> so let's make some money out of this. Brock doesn't have that many uh, feuds and matches left, and you know he's 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 going to try to get 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 as much green as he can before he goes back to to Canada to you know hunt moose or whatever. All right, fair enough, fair enough. I, I, okay, all right, cool. Because I've been you on. You got the pull that Brock has, man. It just happened. You just got to roll with it. Yeah, I'm just tired of Brock Lesnar just being introduced to storylines for no for no good reason. Like I, <laughs> I, I feel that. I feel I, that. I didn't need Brock there. Tyler, tell the folks they can find you at on uh, on social media. Yeah, uh, at Ty Batiste on Twitter, and then uh, please follow the Athletic NBA for all the playoff coverage that we got going on. A lot of good stuff this week and coming in the future, so give us a follow for sure. And that's Batiste, not Baptiste. There's no P in there. No P, no P, no P, man. Don't, don't tell the people put a P in there, no P. That's right, that's right. We appreciate you, my man. All right, man, take care. There he goes, Tyler Batiste. Good enough to join us here on The Get Right, the managing editor for The Athletic, covering all things for the Athletic NBA coverage. Coming up next, we go inside the gray area where the U.S. men's and women's national teams 
have a joint venture they would like you to know about. Next on the Get Right. All right, here we go. <laughs> I can't even get it. I want to get it out so bad. Roll out. Thank you. Thank Roll you. Roll out. <laughs> A little ludicrous here on this uh, Wednesday night. It's to get right with Reggie KG on 105 through the fake. Kevin Gray, uh, ludicrous attitude over here. Uh, Regal Mendoza holding it down for you here. Appreciate you <laughs> hanging out with us here on this Wednesday night. Let me tell you something. Uh, as you let that ride for a second, I don't know who needs to hear this, but I feel like personally, Ludacris is one of the most underrated rappers and hip hop artists over the last 30 years. Very Luda. good. Very good. Like, I, I enjoy him so much. He, here's one of the reasons why I thoroughly enjoy Luda. Because number one, and this is going to sound real old manish, but it is. I can understand what the hell he's saying. Like Luda. Oh wow! Yeah, I said wow. it. I said it. I said You're it. You're 36. Yeah. <laughs> um, but part of that is. By the way, Teddy Ray, Teddy Ray, comedian, rest in peace. That's who did the U36. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Um, as we enter inside the gray area here, um, but I just the lyricism of Luda, his his flow, like I've always see, and there's people who agree with me. Uh, on that. Thank you, 214. You know who else likes uh, Ludacris? Bob who? Costas. I'm sorry, what? Bob Costas likes Ludacris, and apparently is the reason The reason why is because he mentioned him in a, in a track, and Bob Costas uh, was on. I can't, I can't, if I can find the, uh, the, the, the audio clip, I'll, I'll play it for you guys. Hey, man. Please make sure getting it's clean. Named, look, yeah, that's one of my goals. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's that's one of my goals in life, getting name-checked in a rap, like, an, like a rap song, for real, for real. Uh-huh. No shade to our SoundCloud rapper friends, you know what I mean? That type of stuff. <laughs> I know 214. It was real old manish. I know it was. Very old manish. But he's like, oh, this mumble rap. No, no, no. <laughs> Here's the thing. I mean, it's shout out to y'all who enjoy the mumble rap. Like, I, I, you know, shout out to y'all. But I'm more, and yes, I am 36. So when it comes to Common, I love Kendrick Lamar. J. Cole. Uh, J. Cole, yeah. Um, and Luda, you know. Save. Thank you, 903. Yeah, my old ass is out on that mumble rap too, brother. Yeah, I see. I, I just can't. Again, shout out to y'all who, you know, enjoy it, love it, you know, get down with it. I just can't. I can't. I can't do it. You, 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 mumble rap person? Can you, can you? I mean, it just, from time to time, I, I listen to a lot of different stuff, though. Yeah. So I, I'll tell you, there's, there's a little bit, there's some good stuff anywhere. And That's also, my philosophy on music. Yeah. And I'm also an old head hip hop, you know, fan lover as well. So if you got anything tribe tribe called Quest, like, I mean, <laughs> you know, we 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 can talk all day. Like that, that's that's where I'm coming from with some of that. Uh from the two or four. Oh, on the record, like Bob Costas is the Which, lyric. I mean, that's the, the so that must have been recent. Reset or no? Was in that his no, show that was, name? That it's back on the record, which references a show, an old show that was called On the Record. Yeah, I completely forgot about that. <laughs> From eight one seven, KG said I'm thirty six in his LeBron voice. Um, Are we just gonna start talking about rappers now? Because somebody said, don't forget about Big Crit. 
can never forget about the man from the crooked letter. Hey, you know, <laughs> it's funny. You know who love, and we talk about this all the time. You know who loves Hellman. Hellman loves Big Crit. I think that might have been one of the first things that we bonded over. Oh, really? Yeah. That's that's. I, I like that. I like that a lot. Um, from nine seven two, check out Nas's latest album. Uh, dropped late last year. Hey KG, did you know that Crit was just at Texas Motor Speedway? Oh, that's right. With the, oh, damn it, that's right. With the uh, the fuel fest. That's right? right. That's right. I knew there was a reason why we wanted wanted to go out there. That's well, right. we're gonna get out to one of the events at least. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah Anyways, so, you're supposed to be doing the gray area. We I think? are. Oh, yeah. this is it. Yeah, okay, we, I just want to make sure. Real, real, quick, right real quick, KG, I did I did want to ask you a question. Uh huh. So I've given you several little palate cleansers when it comes to giving you your little bed music for, for the gray area. I'm starting to see a pattern. And Reg, tell me if I'm wrong here. Uh-oh. It looks like the Don FM instrumentals are the ones that you like the best. Is what? It, yeah, I've been using a lot of the Don FM instrumentals. And that's I'm not exactly that, sure if I know what you the mean. The most recent album from The Weeknd? Oh. Yeah. You could. Oh, I had no what, idea. Really? Yeah, yeah, I've just Little been brother, them in there. I don't be keeping up with the weekend like that. Yeah, yeah I don't okay. either, for damn sure. Okay. Now, Medford, on the other hand, you can go talk to him about all that. Yeah, he gonna, he gonna be at two yeah. weekend concerts here uh, in the next few months. I don't know how he's gonna do it. He probably sell plasma. You know what? That's probably how he does it. Th- thank you, 214. No, that's not old manish. They 50, but they love Luda. Oh yeah, Luda. Luda being legit is not the old manish yeah, part. The yeah. old manish part was I don't like what y'all young young that's bucks call. That's not what it. I did though. You that, and that the hippity not, hoppity. That's not what I did not go full hippity hoppity <laughs> on that. No, I did not. All I said was one of the things I enjoy about Luda is that he appreciated me and my you know wanted to understand what he was saying. We all we but we've all had we've had a whole bunch of different people that you couldn't understand the damn thing they said. That's true. You remember uh, Camp, uh, Camp Low? <laughs> yes. If you could tell me. Two whole bars of Lucini. I give you fifty dollars right oh, now. Oh man! If you could tell me two entire oh. bars of Lucini, you don't know what the hell Lucini, <laughs> he was saying on Lucini. That's a great song, though. I love him. That's such a great song. Uh, fi- fi- can you find that? Can, oh, okay. Make sure that it's clean. Clean. Yes. 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 Although the instrumental, nobody would know. Just, nobody knows the words of these songs. No. Yeah. You don't have to find the the, the words. Just the instrumental. Watch. Someone's gonna text in. I know all the words. They done, <laughs> they done got into genius and Lucini, looked up the lyrics. I, 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 yeah. That's all I got. I got Lucini. That's that's all I got this for This is it. What? Well, what? Lucini yeah, yeah, what? from the sky. Yeah. Let's get rich. What? Uh, Something uh, like that. Anyways. Um, <laughs> oh, here you go, Reg, from the 903. I'm 26, and I hate mumble rap. Okay. Mm-hmm. They're not, they not giving you. We, you're not getting no cookies for that, okay? <laughs> oh, there. Okay. Let's get rich. Oh, what? Now, now, now yeah. we're getting the Lucini lyrics on here. Yeah, there Tell it me is. anything they were saying on the uh-huh. Pearl Jam song. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's take this everywhere, man. <laughs> If we, let's let's aim our ire at Creed. What was they doing? With oh their yeah, that's true. I, I mean, keep... look, it, we we've all been in this place. Like this is really a funny generational thing, and I uh-huh. really try. No, like, I try and cape for the babies. I understand. Like even though, I, like I mentioned, I don't really be listening to it that much uh-huh. either. But I just love the generational, like almost the way that we forget that like our parents did the same thing. And so it's it almost it's just like ingrained in us like and some of it I understand I'm you know I'm messing with you but I understand you're coming from a place where you're like it's just not for me and it's fine if it's yeah, for you yeah yeah but sometimes it gets to the place where it's like I don't like what y'all listening to it's like you were in this same place you was listening to something that your parents was like why are you listening to this this is stupid and that's a, that's the thing about you know any type of genre whether it be you know music art whatever it's all about how it evolves from one generation to the next like you're not gonna get the same you know rappers delight 
that you used to have with, you know, name your favorite rapper today. Like, it, it evolves, man. I think that's one of the things I loved about the whole hip-hop celebration with um, the Grammys this year, although they did leave some significant... Oh, there were stories behind that because uh, Questlove was actually tasked with putting that together. Yes. And they didn't give him no instructions. They were just like, oh, we thought you'd figure it out. So he really did have to figure it out. And some people, uh, at least one person dropped out the day of. Oh, I didn't know that part. Yeah, yeah, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, because there was a lot of complaints about, you know, not a lot of, because um, there was one, like Snoop wasn't a part of the whole. And some, some people, because again. Luda wasn't thing, part of it. <laughs> and we have made this a whole like hip-hop and music uh, segment. But one thing about it is hip-hop has not always been embraced by the Recording Academy. That's true. You know what I mean? So when Questlove was hitting these folks up like, yo, we're doing a thing at the Grammys, they were like, stop playing with me. Right? Like, <laughs> no, I'm not doing nothing for no Grammys. Not realizing what the thing was going to be. And then I know that Questlove was saying that for some folks, and if you don't know who Questlove is, he's the uh, the drummer and the basically one of the founders of the roots the roots um you know legendary hip-hop you know band and so he was saying that there were some folks that after the grammys air were like yo why didn't you tell me that it was going to be this and he's like i tried to (laughs) y'all said no so there's some people that were not there just of their own volition because they didn't really understand what it was going to be so y'all funny on the uh twitch stream from opie world uh kg probably still jams to jaw rule relax Relax. Uh, hey, somebody had Jaw Rule go. No, I'm just saying, yeah, but it's not like, you know, got Jaw Rule on rotation like that. Uh, I was about to do a Jaw Rule impression, and that was not going to Oh, no, oh, don't do you should have went with I was, it. To, I was about to play oh, myself. You should have went with it. Because I know it. what happens next. Carter oh, being here man. tomorrow, cutting <laughs> that up and putting somewhere. No, thank you. You should have went no, with sir. it. Oh, man. Um, oh, from the 214 KG, I still have my old cassette, cassette tapes. Not, this is what we're talking about. KRS1. BDP, Run DMC, LL Cool J. That's another one, man. Can I also, well, I'm going to attempt to dispel this mm-hmm. thought from the 972 on the truckreg.com text line. Nah, mm-hmm. music today is more co- corporate and cookie cutter than ever. I don't think that's true. I think in, we do this thing where nostalgia kind of blurs our, our vision because the way that history works is that we, we manage to continue and you know, uh, continue the legacy of the things that are good. And we kind of just leave the things that we didn't like back a little bit. Yeah. And so we look back lovingly, like, look at all the great music of this time, forgetting that there was bad music of the time. Like sure. just at any time there's, there's great people doing great work. Some of it's acknowledged. Some of it isn't. And you know, what you might be able to say is that there's just such a high volume of music now that you have to do a little bit of sorting and sifting and maybe finding it is a little bit different because there aren't as many radio gatekeepers, right? It used to be that you, you go to the radio station, you find out what's hot. Now you might have to check a blog or, you know, find it on Instagram or something, you know, or SoundCloud. But or if you can afford to have Sirius X, you know, Sirius, you know. Right, right, right. And, 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 and kind of get it in a similar way yeah. to the radio that you, mm-hmm. you, know, that you knew of old, yeah. right? Like, so I, I think that it's just, it's just different more than it's better or worse. I think a lot of things in life operate like that, where we go, oh, this is so much worse, or this is so much better, and it's just different. Yeah. It's just a different thing. Every, t- every time when people talk about, oh, music back then was better than music nowadays, I always think of this one Childish Gambino, uh, uh, Donald Glover uh, skit, or co- comedy skit that he, he had like a few years ago um, when he was doing the, the, the comedy tours. He, he mentioned he was like, 
oh, uh, you know, music back in the day was all just, you know, uh, I went to the hat store yesterday and bought myself a hat. And it's, you know, <laughs> just, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know what I'm on about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's, it's, it, it, it does kind of dawn on me. I, I listened to a lot of the uh, Tribe Called Quest. I listened to a, a lot of their stuff. And it's just, I, I don't know, I do hear what he's saying. Like, obviously, it's a joke, but at, at the same time, it's like, music nowadays and music today, I think it, it, they, they, it, both of them have some really, really good stuff on, on both sides, I think. So in this uh, here in the gray, y'all are bringing in some great texts right now. <laughs> Two one four reaching all the way back. Uh, UGK Scarface. Yeah. Are you just gonna erase the rest of my Houston folks? Zero and Sauce. No, Walker? no. I was just saying like oh, yeah, Sauce, yeah. Wa- Sauce Walker is a little is a little more modern. Um, real quick notes. to throw in a little sports for you. Stars up two to one on the Minnesota Wild. And but shot- there's a power play going, so you know what that means. <laughs> that means the Stars might get ready to score here in just a minute. Um. Shout out to the U.S. and Mexico. Men's national teams? Um, the women. Okay, got you, got the you. The U.S. and Mexico will launch a joint bid to host the 2027 FIFA Women's World Cup. Fantastic, fantastic. There you go. What'd I say? What'd I say, KG? What, what happened? Oh, the stars! <laughs> What'd I say? Score on the power play. Hey, these boys are nice on the power play. Stop playing with them. <laughs> Was that the captain? That was. Jamie Ben, the captain. With the goal. Stars now up three to one on the Minnesota Wild. Shout out to the captain, Jamie Ben. Power play goal. Get some get back for Joe Pavelski. That's right. Yeah, just bury them under goals. That's right. How about that? Coming up next on the Get Right, we got your latest headlines on this Wednesday night, including Max Scherzer getting ejected for this. Next on the Get Right. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. It's that time of year. Cash the ticket. Jim Costa with Mike Valeni. We shift the focus from football to college hoops, getting us ready for the tournament where we're going to break down all the matchups and have an eye on some future plays too. Search Cash the Ticket on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.